Hey, everybody, it's Jen Tuff, and welcome to another episode of Tough on Art. Today, I'm going to be talking to Austin, Texas based artist Laura Klopfenstein. Laura makes really cool, very different art, paintings, collages, a lot of them involving teeth and botanical and biological things. You're not going to want to miss this episode. But before we dig into it, I want to let you guys know that I am doing a live workshop in Santa Fe, October 10th, 11th, and 12th of this year. And it's going to be all about how to succeed as an artist very quickly using a very simple, straightforward plan. And it's going to be only only $575 early bird pricing right now. Three days, two and a half day workshop, but three days of um, super fun meeting other people in Santa Fe, getting to know um, other artists who are on the same path as you, being able to explore Santa Fe. Hopefully you can do that a couple days before or a couple days after the workshop. I really highly encourage you to join me October 10th, 11th, 12th in Santa Fe for only $575 if you sign up really quickly. It's going to be great. I mean, how awesome that we can do something in person again, right? right? <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. So we're meeting in downtown Santa Fe. So it's going to be really easy for you to walk to a hotel, walk to restaurants, all that kind of stuff. So we're not going to be out in the boondocks or anything. You can stay in a multitude of places. So sign up at gentuff.com. That's gentuff.com. And on that very homepage, you're going to see workshop, Santa Fe workshop. Go ahead and you can sign up right there. It's going to be great. So let's go ahead and dig into this next episode. And thank you for being here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tough on Art. This is Jen, and I am here with Laura Kloppenstein. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi. Did I say your last name right? Yes. Because you, I'm a big fan of people who have more unusual last names because I have such a weird last name. So (laughs) no one can ever pronounce tough. They just can't believe that it would be tough. You know, they say tug or tuch or whatever, you know, they, always, they just can't, you know, they can't get it. So do you deal with that too? Oh, all the time. I'm definitely used to it, but I love my last name. I've learned to love it. It was, it was really embarrassing and awful in kindergarten, but I've just kind of embraced it. And, and, you know, my name, people are always like, who is this person? You know, so it's kind yeah. of like... What did the kids call you? They called me Frankenstein. Oh. Um, I know. Just, you know, kids always find like some some way to get in there and like make fun of each other. So my mom told me, she's like, why don't you just start telling them that that's your uncle? And so that's what I did. And they were like, oh, weird. So you said that Frankenstein was your uncle? Exactly. <laughs> and then probably like freaked him out like, oh, shit, we're not going to say anything bad to her. Yeah. They, and then like, nobody talked to me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of had the opposite effect. Like, Whoa, she's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my friends, her last name is Rosenberg and the, the kids called her Rosen turd, <laughs> which is really fucking hilarious actually. But I think it was, I think it was really traumatic for her when she, when she you know, when she, <laughs> And the days before the poop emoji too, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So where are you, Laura? Where are you right now? Where are you um, right now, I'm in Austin, Texas in my studio. It's in this uh, lovely little room in the front of the house. So mm-hmm. I'm just chilling in there. Yeah. Um, 
And you around all my stuff. <laughs> How long have you been in Austin? I've been in Austin since 1998, so a while. I've seen I've seen Austin change a lot, but probably not as much as you know people who've been here. You know. 30 years or something like that. I actually have like a huge construction project going on, like a few blocks away from my house. That's probably going to like take a decade to finish. So that'll be interesting. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. So where were you raised? I was born in Lansing, Michigan. My parents were um, grad students at Michigan state. And then I lived in Georgia for a few years and then Minnesota and then we moved to Fort Worth. Probably that was like the longest I had lived anywhere for a while. So I lived in Fort Worth, Texas until sixth grade. And then then I lived in Columbia, Missouri. So I lived there until, and I went to school at a University of Missouri until, and then I moved to Austin. So kind of all over the place. Like I don't, I've taken those like tests where it's like, are you a Yankee or a Southerner, you know, just based on your <laughs> vocabulary and right. I'm, I'm both. So I don't know. I've been, I've yeah. been all over. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, you probably don't identify with Southerners. I bet too much. <laughs> That's it. I, I get that idea. Right. It just depends. Yeah, that's true. Do, do Texans consider themselves Southerners? No, they're uh, kind of like can, their own thing, right? Most definitely. Texans are Texans. I mean, it's the Republic of Texas very much. So yeah, that's that's just what I think. <laughs> Austin is definitely like a really hip and happening place. I mean, there's and there's a shit ton of Californians moving there, isn't there? Yes. A lot, a lot. I think I think most of my neighbors are now too, actually. So it's pretty funny. I'm, I'm surrounded. But yeah, it's it's a really cool city. It's growing. It has its growing pains, but it also has, you know, like its pockets of weirdness. But overall, it's a really it's a it's a really nice, supportive city, I think. I think the music scene's a little bit bigger here than the art scene, but the art scene's kind of up and coming and and yeah. All that. So it's, it's a great place. It's very progressive, which is nice. You know, it's the state capital and, you know, I, I realize what the rest of the state is like whenever I leave Austin, <laughs> they call it the Austin bubble kind of yeah. you forget. And then you leave and you're like, Oh, I want to yeah. go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was like that. I grew up in Ohio and it was, it was similar to that too. It's like, Oh God, you know, I don't want to leave my little bubble, but Austin, I haven't been to Austin since I was a kid and it, I, it's just grown so much. It's crazy. It has definitely. So I'll have to come back for a visit. It'd be fun. I'll show you what I know. And my niece just came and visited. So I kind of got to see, like, see the city through that lens all over again. So that was kind of fun, like through the tourist lens or whatever. <laughs> so is the, is the vibe of what, how do people like locals feel about Californians move there, moving there? Cause I know like in the, yeah, you're laughing in the Pacific Northwest, you know, they really don't like California. It's like Portland, you know, don't come here. What's the vibe like there? It's the same, you know, they, they, they blame him for everything, you know, for right. jacking up, especially like bringing up property value prices and things like that. But, right. You know, but the funny thing is, is like a lot of Texans, like they vacation in the summer in Colorado, you know, oh. just cause it gets so freaking hot here. So I have a feeling that Colorado people feel the same about Texans. So they do, just, they yeah. do. And they do in Santa Fe. People in Santa Fe in general do not like Texans. So, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Not, not at all. You know, which is re- like really not at all. It's a, There's a very strong anti-Texas thing here, which I was sort of relieved because like coming from California, moving to Santa Fe, I was like, you know, oh shit, you know, like hoping that, 
you know, we wouldn't get blamed for the cost of housing or whatever, but, but yeah, they just hate Texans in general. Yeah. yeah. It's like scary. Like, do I tell them where I'm really from? You know, you I just don't say know. Austin, you know, it's, you just say Austin instead of tex- Texas. Cause then it, <laughs> that's true. Like, I, yeah, definitely. I think most people are like, Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Oh, she's from Texas. Oh, but it's Austin. So that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's different. The Republic of Austin and the Republic of yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's like when my parents, when they would travel to Europe over the last 20 years or anywhere else in the world they would say they're from Canada they have the, they even have these little Canadian flag pins that they wear <laughs> awesome oh, nobody has to doing know. that <laughs> nobody has to know that they're from the U.S. you know god forbid yeah. especially when Trump or Bush was in office you know oh yeah no kidding I wouldn't admit it <laughs> yeah so so you're working full-time right during the day what's that about? I do what are you doing and and So for right now, I am on a, I am helping the graduate students in um, engineering. They are working on problems in the food energy water nexus. So it's a multidisciplinary program and I'm kind of helping them with professional development skills and career exploration. I'm not an engineer, but I've been working with engineers for the past, oh my goodness, like 10, 15 years. It's like a good yin yang kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I can't remember if I said it, but yeah, it's a National Science Foundation grant and it's going to run out in the next couple of years. So I will be, you know, kind of planning another career, but it's at the University of Texas, which I've, I've been there for a while too. It's a great place to work. It's a huge campus and they have a really great engineering program. And it just holds my interest also just because it's it's people that are doing practical applications and research applications to make the world a better place. So I, mean, yeah. I feel I feel good about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean that sounds that sounds amazing. Do you think that they have the same similar issues that artists do as far as like using their skills out in the real world? Is that kind of what you're addressing? Is it is it similar to that? I think it's it's helping them kind of hone in on some of the the softer skills like writing and oh let's see working with stakeholders and things like that. I think I think I'm trying to think I've ne- I've never really uh, thought about that I'm trying to come up with an intelligent answer. <laughs> I feel like we definitely can have like the imposter syndrome. That's something that is definitely shared. I think, you know, because you you study in school and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you have to apply what you know in the real world. And I guess it's kind of similar for artists. Like we have to get ourselves out there and you start to wonder, like, am I good enough? Do I know enough? You know, I would definitely think that those things are kind of similar. I think another similarity, I think kind of what I touched on earlier is just like I think that a lot of engineers and artists do want to see, you know, improvements in how we're doing things uh, systematically and yeah. <laughs> yeah, culturally and mm-hmm. and your your artwork too touches so much on in both worlds art and science. I've always thought art and science was really interconnected. And when I see your work, it's so sciencey. Sciencey. That's a great, that's a great word. It's very sciencey to me. 
think so too. I'm very interested in the natural world. That was kind of how I how I grew up, just spending a lot of time outside and exploring. So those things definitely are very present in my in my artwork. And I just see the importance of preserving the natural environment as much as possible. And, you know, think that everything has its place on the earth and it's our job just to look out for that. And, you know, I'm worried about climate change. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. um, We're um, okay. But I have to ask you this before we dig a little deeper, (laughs) the teeth, the teeth in your work. (laughs) What's with the teeth? Yeah. I mean, I love them. This is no criticism because I fucking love them. So thank you. Tell me. So, So the teeth came about, so inclusivity is important to me in my artwork. And I was trying to think of like, how do I represent people (laughs) in a way that like, I don't know, includes everybody. And so I just started thinking about, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that it's, it's something we all have. So to me, that's kind of become my my uh, symbol for humanity. And then I tie it in with, you know, things from the ocean or, you know, plant life and, and things like that, just to show our interconnectedness. It's kind of humans, how we are linked with nature and the environment. So that was just kind of my, I was like, oh yeah, teeth. And then I started looking around and I don't see that that often in artwork. So it kind of, it seemed, and it's also kind of fun and like, what the heck is this? You know, it's, sort of makes people wonder and stop and like, what could this possibly have to do with, you know, a piece of coral or <laughs> um, yeah, a cacti or something? It's definitely quirky. So <laughs> where do you get your ideas from for the most part? I mean, some of your, some of your work is just so, you know, quirky and, and different and, you know, funny. There's such a, there's, to me, there's, you know, it's very humorous. A lot of them. Where do you? Where's your? Where does your inspiration come from? For the most part, what do you? Thank you. Yeah, I think it can be really funny too. A friend of mine, like a few years ago, was just like, "Your work just seems so serious." She's like, where are you in it? You know, really? So that's when. Did yeah, that's when like- I started. That's when I started kind of embracing that quirkiness that mm. you know that you talk about. So that was a. It was actually a really good comment. So I think initially, you know, I spent a lot of time looking at like National Geographics and things like that. And I don't know. I think just kind of paying attention to the world around me. I see. I see you know, different shapes connecting with with shapes, I guess. I guess that's my collage brain. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's fun too, just to move things around in little unexpected ways. And that's one of the things I just love about. And that's like what I like to have in my practice is I like to just see things that haven't been done before. So that kind of desire and, and, and putting combinations together that maybe they don't belong, but maybe they do. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's just fun. I think just having that element of like playfulness and, and, and awe, um, I guess I'm trying to think what else I go on a daily walk. So, you know, before I start my work, so I'm always noticing things and yeah, just try to just try to pay attention to stuff, including like, you know, the way people treat each other and (laughs) yeah. How we all fit into this insanity. 
Yeah. How do we fit into the insanity? <laughs> I'm still trying to work that out too. And you've got two young kids, right? School I age? Do. I do. I do. I have a middle schooler who just started that adventure this year. And then I have a third grader. So oh. um, they keep me busy and entertained. We have a lot of fun together. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. Full-time job, two kids in school. Oh my God. And keeping up your practice. Definitely. It's been, you know, I would definitely say my practice is, has been, I would say non-traditional, but embracing that has been like the okayness of that, that you can still be an artist, but you don't have to like be a full-time artist. You know, I would love that someday. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but you know, I just have to like eke out time to make it happen. And it's, it's been that way since the kids were, were born, you know, in a way like, they were huge motivators for me to just get my shit together. You know, when you become a mom, like you have to make, I don't know, do a lot, make sure you take time for yourself. You know, you can turn 30 minutes into like, you can do anything in 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, right. you learn how to do that. Just like a way better time manager. Cause I think before that I was just like, Oh, I've got nothing but time, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that that has been really good, you know, and then setting goals and deadlines and all that, but you know, and, and I didn't have a studio for a really long time. So I kind of had stuff all over the house and, you know, and obviously work when they they would go uh, to sleep at night, but now it's just kind of, you know, get dinner done, work for a little bit. And then weekends, you know, I have bigger chunks of time. So whenever, and whenever I get a big chunk of studio time, it's lovely. I kind of don't know what to do with myself for the first like 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when someone's not yelling at you for something. Or, I know. Or not some like crisis. <laughs> It's true, but it feels good, you know, just get in my groove and, and I, I'm always thinking about art and trying to, you know, think about where I last stopped off on something. I I use my, my phone a lot and like take pictures, literally like I'm at a stoplight sometimes and I'm just like, okay, thinking about, Hmm, what can I do here? I don't like that there. You know, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a constant. (laughs) Yeah. it never ends. I'm maybe I'm a little obsessive, but yeah. whatever. <laughs> so when you're at work, you can probably do that every once in a while too, because you have that nice university gig that you have. You know, it's not total. You know, like corporate something. You know, you have a little bit more time. I would assume, right? To kind of definitely, definitely. Travel. I mean, you know, I, I get my work done, but it's not like you know after hours I'm doing crazy stuff. And I mean, that's one of the reasons it's a good it's a good fit for me. Yeah, um, you know, I can still take care of my family, but I'm not like, you know, somebody's personal assistant where it's like 3 a.m. <laughs> right. That would you know. suck. Yeah, that would yeah, I don't I don't think I could do that. That's like a job for like somebody in their like, I don't know, younger age where you're just willing to be like beat around a little bit, but I'm not anymore. So yeah. but yeah. And and there's a lot of really cool artwork on campus at, at UT. They have this program, it's called Landmarks, where they have, you know, they've curated art from, I think it's on loan, maybe from artists like Simone Lee and, oh gosh, who's the lady that does the canoes? I can't think of her name right now. They're like these huge canoe sculptures. So that's really fun just to be able to, when I'm on campus, to be able to check that out. It's really inspiring. Yeah. Mark DeSalvo, is he an artist? He's got this big thing yeah. called like clock knot. It's in the engineering quad. I actually saw them like put that together. It's huge. I saw the cranes come in. And so things like that are kind of neat. They just like happen. 
<laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. So did you go to school for art? What's your What's your background? I did not. I am self-taught, a self-taught artist. My background is in communications. I reached a point where I was probably a sophomore end of my sophomore year, I'm like, I better, I better decide on a major. <laughs> that one seemed just fine. <laughs> Where'd um, you go to school? Uh, I went to University of Missouri, Columbia. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely communication school. Let me tell you. <laughs> Is it? Are you being no, sarcastic? No, no, it was fine. I don't remember. <laughs> really. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was more focused on that. My social life for sure. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I needed to like get out and make money and do something practical. They actually really have a good journalism school, which is probably what I should have done, but the communications was fine. And it's made me a really good writer, which I think is something that, or at least in my opinion, I'm a good writer. I think it's something that that's been, it's, I enjoy it very much and it's helped my art art career a lot. I had no idea how much like the two were interlinked. You probably know that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, expressing what you do, why you do it and expressing it in a way that, you know, makes sense. If you can't do that, you're right. It's, 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 it could be almost debilitating for your career. You'd have to pay somebody to do it, I guess. Definitely. And I mean, you gotta just, I mean, you, you have to be able to have some type of intelligent conversation about your artwork. So, you know, accepting that was huge. I mean, I can be kind of shy. So, but yeah, just learning that was huge. And then just taking the time, you know, to work on an artist statement and you have to just revisit it time and time again and make sure that it like really aligns with what you're, what you're trying to say through your artwork. So being a part of a, a crit group for the first time was actually a really big step for me that helped me help me through that process and work on like a visual vocabulary that really helped so much. So that's like definitely something I would, I would advise other artists to, to work on is that. Yeah. And then I just kind of use that as a guide as I work on like future or, you know, as I work on more art pieces, just to make sure that that fits in. It helps to have some structure. (laughs) Yeah. Did you, do you find it hard? Did you find it hard to call yourself an artist? And do you call yourself an artist? Was that something, Uh, was that like a shift, a mental shift for you? Or tell me about that. Very much so. Yeah. It took me a long, long time. I just felt like kind of going back to that imposter syndrome, you know, that I wasn't, I guess that I wasn't good enough. I I think sometimes when you're self-taught, you have that, like, I don't know, that that can be a challenge. But yeah, it it definitely took me a while to admit that since I didn't go to art school and, you know, my work's not super traditional. I was like, maybe I'm just not, you know, I'm not good enough. But then the more you kind of see what's going on in the contemporary art world and um, what, what people are doing and you realize, hey, you know, maybe I am. So I came out as an artist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. So when I you're at like, some of it, yeah, not that long ago, honey. <laughs> yeah. So when you're yeah. at a cocktail party, do you say I'm an artist? Is or is that you know if someone asks you what question. you do, that, if we I, can remember cocktail parties? I know, I right? I know. I'm like, I'm gonna go to one like soon. Want to get like dressed up? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm okay saying that now because I think that's one of my main ways that I identify myself, and I'm I'm comfortable with that. It feels it feels good and. Those are kind of the conversations I want to have with people and where I feel now like most comfortable. And some people, you know, just like taking your seminars and 
and things like that, or your webinars, like I've realized how intimidated other people can be by the art world, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's nice just to like bridge that, that gap and realize that maybe they're coming from a place of like insecurity or something too. And like, Hey, I'm just a person. Let's, let's just chat. (laughs) Yeah. And I I would imagine that you probably run into people, you know, I mean, I, I found that the general public doesn't understand art at all. I mean, like real, they're really intimidated by it. Um, they don't want to talk about it for the most part. Right. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that, you know, when you show like, oh, I'm an artist and you show somebody your work and they, (laughs) what's the response that, you know, do you get some weird responses because people just, you know, I do. I think sometimes, I think sometimes people are like, okay, she thinks she's an artist (laughs) just cause like, I can't like my stuff's not super like hyper realistic or representational, I guess. So they're like, I don't know, maybe they think it's a little bit rudimentary or something. I can, I can always tell they're kind of like, Oh, poor baby. Oh, really? <laughs> Sometimes. Or, yeah. But then other people are like, Oh, what's going on here? You know, what is this supposed to mean? And, you know, and, and then I have, you know, I have friends who like, they, they really enjoy the arts. So like, they're like, Oh, tell me about this. And, you know, they're really interested and they, they, they make really cool suggestions too of like things that they see. And I'm like, wow, I haven't seen that. So that part's really cool. I think, you know, you, you, you finish your work and, and, you know, it's done and you kind of have your intention with it, but it's fun when other people see, see other things. So kind of a variety of different things, but I mean, it kind of goes the other way for me too, because it's like, I don't know what certain jobs entail, you know? So it's kind of like, just got to listen to each other. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that people look at art and they think it's like a puzzle, like something they need to figure out. Like, what does this mean? Like there's, there's always like, you know, the teeth mean this. And there's always like this solid sort of reasoning, you know, behind every visual, you know, clue. It's kind of how they see it. Cause I hear that a lot from people when they, you know, when they talk about work, you know, or art, like, you know, when I had the brick and mortar, people would come in and they, they would look at these pieces and think it was like this, this puzzle to solve, which is really fascinating. <laughs> it's like some secret, like clue, like Illuminati yeah. stuff or something. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, wow. some sort of weird, you know, visual puzzle that there's an answer, like there's one answer. Oh, right. It. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's, I bet you had, I bet you've had so many crazy conversations with people. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah. I would imagine that your work, because, you know, there's, it, you know, it could either be symbolic or not. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, but I would imagine people are just, you know, I think part of the reason why people get intimidated is because they think they need to solve these riddles or these visual, you know, and if they can't solve it, like, oh my God, I, you know, so it's not necessarily that they don't think your art is good. I, you know, maybe it's, they can't solve this puzzle that they think they have to or something. I don't, yeah, I, exactly. I don't know. And I'm like, Hey, there is no puzzle, you know, yeah. it's okay. And I mean, and, and people are, people are attracted to different things, you know? So it's like, if somebody doesn't like it, then it's like, all right, next, you know, that's fine. Move on. It's like, you know, when you walk through a gallery or a museum, you know, there's going to be something that you spend five minutes on or more. And then there's other things you're kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and I like, you know, I like 
you know, and sometimes you put stuff in places just because, hey, like that looks good there. Like that's about as profound as the... <laughs> that's very honest too, because most artists, I don't think would admit that, you know what I mean? But that's kind of where it comes down to is this sort of ineffable thing of creating a piece. One of yeah. the things that I love about your work is that besides like the quirkiness and the humor is that it's not about decoration. Like you're not, you're not worried about well, someone going to buy this because it matches their sofa or, you know, someone like that's, I don't, I, is that on your mind when you're, when you're creating something? Nah, definitely not. <laughs> nah, that's not my style. I'm kind of like, no, I know. But then, I mean, there's a part of me that's like, maybe I should do that. And I'm like, nah, no. you hate that. Just shut no, up. Don't do that. Yeah. No, I won't. Don't I won't. That. I promise. I've done like, I've done like two commissions in my life and it was just, it was just awful. I just, it was the worst. Why? So, what happened? I just didn't enjoy it. I felt like I was in some kind of prison and <laughs> it's so stupid. Cause it's like, I, you know, the money's lovely always. And it was, you know, yeah. but I just was like, I felt so confined by what they wanted from me. And it was almost like, it's like, if you're trying to like type and somebody's looking over your shoulder, like I can't type like to save my life. It's, I felt like that, you know, like somebody's yeah. on my shoulder and I'm just like, <gasps> I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I just, I gotta have that. I got to just let it happen. And that, that just, that's my, my vibe. Got to have my flow. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't have like, be like an illustrator, like a commercial illustrator, which I would imagine that people are sort of wanting that or what were they asking for? What was um, the commission for? I'm trying to think it was like a, it was like certain element. It was like a, it was a birthday present. So it was kind of like my, my daughter wants, she likes these things. And I go, it's kind of like, how the heck am I going to combine them? Like in my style, you know, cause like I can maybe try to put them together, but it wouldn't really look like yeah. Laura work. It, it just yeah. felt weird. And sometimes, you know, sometimes as I'm, as I'm doing, I mean, sometimes I switch gears when I'm, when I'm, you know, doing my own work, you know, I'm like, well, this kind this is kind of dumb. I'm not really liking this. So it's just like, <laughs> just to have that freedom is really important. You yeah. know, sometimes you switch gears. I mean, I start out with sort of an idea of, of what I want. I mean, especially with like the collage that gets moved around like a ton. I need to do a reel of that to figure out how to like put all my like stills together and show like what it started out as and then how it formed and like what stays, what goes, and then the final. <laughs> so tell me, speaking of that, tell me about some of these reoccurring characters and things that show up in mostly your collage work, the little, the little creatures that show, that show. Oh, okay. So they're, they were, they're like these little fishing lures. It was originally, I found an image of them in an encyclopedia. My friend who works in aerospace engineering, their building was about to be de demolished. And there are all these encyclopedias, like from the sixties and seventies, which is just great stuff. Ooh, as you can yeah. imagine, yeah. you know, it's just, it can be really weird. And so I found that image of these little fishing lures and they look like little ghosts. They also looked sort of like, I don't know, they look sort of like penises to me. <laughs> so my kids are going to kill me for Happy saying that penises. on a podcast. I'm like, I said penis on a podcast. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. So then I just started thinking about like, I was like, they kind of look like ghosts. They kind of look like people. They kind of look like the masses of humanity. You know, they're sort of confused. They have like these like eyes that are just kind of like dopey. And, you know, I was like, man, I could do like a million things with these. Yeah. Um, 
So my buddy that, you know, I found this with, she's like, you have to make me a collage with that for my birthday. I'm like, all right, all right. I guess it was sort of a commission, but she didn't tell me what to do. She Uh said, just do it. Of course, I was like nine months late, but I did it. And so I I integrated um, cacti and things like that. Like from the, I was like, how am I going to do this? So I started just putting those on there because I thought that it would look nice with like the black and white of the images of the little fishing lure people. And it it worked. And then I was like, man, this is cool. This is kind of like people in the environment. And then, you know, of course, all the Trump stuff started happening. So it just made me think just about like, I don't know, again, just apathy and group think, you know, how people kind of like share the same brain sometimes and don't mm-hmm. question authority. So that's kind of how those guys developed. And now I just see them. I don't know. And then sometimes I like to use color on them. So they just kind of keep showing up and I, I really enjoy them. They're fun. <laughs> yeah. I really like them too, because I picked up all those things that you just, you just said when I, when I first looked at them, I was like, wow. Oh, good. Yeah. And the penis part too. So, because <laughs> uh, we would sit at meetings and like, you know, meetings that were, you know, a lot of, a lot of guys saying dumb things and we kind of like, <laughs> like look at each other and be like, mm. yeah, group think, penis think. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which also sums up the Trump era, pretty much. It, it does. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. We're, we're doing a good job being so G rated. <laughs> All right. I think, you know, there's, there's lots of swearing. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm bad. My kids are after me a lot for being a sailor. They're like, mom. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter's like, like she doesn't swear at all. She's six, she's 16 and a half. And it's because I, I always swear in front of her. So, (laughs) you know, she, it, it, like, I didn't do that intentionally, but she thinks that I did, you know, she thinks that, oh, well, you swore so much around me, mom, that I just won't do that. You know, it's not, it's not a good thing to do, you know, like, is this my daughter? Like, where Oh, give her time. She hasn't been around long enough. <laughs> I know. Give her time. Exactly. If She's going to You're going to start swearing at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So who is you, who do you think are some um, inspirations for you? Like artistically, do you have any? Oh boy. Or is it more stylistically from people or what kind of, you know, what kind of art really made you think like, I, I want to do this. I want to be an artist. I want to, or just, you know, something that's inspiring. Hmm. I would say like my first, my first real inspiration was Georgia O'Keeffe. You know, I'm sure like a lot of people would say that, but I just fell in love with her, her color, her use of color. And then just her as a person, you know, she's pretty pioneering, you know, artist and human and, you know, the U S like at a time that, you know, that wasn't, super popular for women to do that. So I would say she was, and I don't know, I just kind of just inspired by people who, I don't know, maybe not too preachy with their artwork, but, but there's a message in there. Mm -hmm. That's, that's intriguing to me too. I I think some of that's just my little bit of my like Midwestern roots a little bit, you know, sort of being like humble and kind of like, well, who am I? But I also still (laughs) want to like challenge the system a little bit. So, you know, and I love, I love like, Lisa Butler, like her artwork's beautiful. Deborah Robert, you know, she lives in Austin. I think her collage work is really beautiful. I'm really like stoked to see like a lot of black artists getting the recognition that they deserve. I'm trying to think what else. I don't know. I also like sculpture and 
don't know. <laughs> yeah. I should have a list. It's uh, I have like a list, no. but I can't think of it right now. So. That's fine. Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like can come down to like, you know, that whole annoying art speak crap, which I hate. And I think, I think most artists hate it. You know, the whole, the whole, it's just like, you know, what, what do you like? Did this piece work for you when you made it? Like, there's no, all that kind of, I mean, there's a time and place for that. I totally, you know, like art criticism and things like that. But, you know, for the most part, when you're just talking about your work, it's, it's really difficult to talk about it because so much of it is ineffable. So much of it is there aren't words that go with it, you know, the exactly. process. That's why yeah. we, that's why we picked the, that's our medium, you know, that's why we like art. Cause it's a place where there aren't words necessarily. I mean, you can obviously use text in your work, but definitely. And I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I didn't really know that much about like fiber art. So that's really intriguing to me too. And just the installations people come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I tend to like, you know, repetition and, and kind of like you, like, I know that you like things that are like things from everyday life that are like put together in unexpected ways. This, that's just so intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. How the brain works and how people just see, can see something so differently. I just think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So what are your goals moving forward? Do you think like art wise Moving forward, you know, I, I think, I think I'm in a pretty good groove right now. So just to, to do more of that, you know, I'd love to be a full-time artist at some point in time, you know, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I have faith in that someday. I'd like to work on some, I'd like to, I'd actually really like to, you know, hopefully things start opening up again. I keep thinking that's going to happen, but then we get like new variations <laughs> of this, this yeah. thing. We're not yeah. going to say its name. You know, I just, you know, since I just came out as an artist not that long ago, I need to get to know more people in my community and in, and in Texas. I mean, this is a, this is a big state. There's a lot of really cool art in you know Fort Worth, El Paso, Houston, even some smaller towns. I mean, there's Marfa, that's pretty cool, and there's a little coastal town called uh, Rockport that has like some amazing art. Oh. So that's a goal, I think, just to kind of get to know you know more of the art scene in Texas, you know, regionally, of course, Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think just kind of, you know, continue meeting people now that I, you know, have confidence in myself that, Hey, I belong here. Damn it. And I'm not going anywhere. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounded very Midwestern. Damn it. <laughs> oh yeah. You hear my Ohio and that, my Ohio twang and that, damn it. I know every, t- every now and then I get it too. You know, I said that I took that quiz where I don't, I'm not one or the other, but every now and then there's something I'll say and I'm like, well, that was really, that sounded really Midwestern. Is the name of the game. Amen, Ew. sister. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, selling art would be nice. And I'm trying to, I don't know, just up my game on the business side of things. You know, it is. It Especially is. when you have limited time like you do. That's really yeah. hard. Yeah. Trying to be organized, you know, I mean, I'm pretty organized, but you know, I like to a lot sometime of just like, you know, chasing shiny metal objects, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. you just have to have that. I think, you know, try to be, you know, tight when I need to be loose, when I need to be it's kind of the story of my life, but I don't know. So yeah, I, 
Yeah. So I was just talking to um, earlier today, I was talking to another artist that I have, Liz Steckety, and she does those photographs on fabric that she wraps around sticks or, you know, she has different kind of things. And I was talking to her about what's it like to be a mom and do these sort of weird, you know, what other people consider weird, you know, like photographing dead animals and things, you know? How has it been for you? Because your your art, I wouldn't consider, you know, your your art is weird. And I think that I say that in a good way. Is that how how do you feel? Like how do you sort of how does that work for you when you, you know, you have this mom side and there's those expectations of being mommy, you know, in the mommy and me groups and things like that. And then you right. have, you know, and then you, you know, you're making these teeth on, you know, coral and you know, things like how does that, how did that work for you, especially when your kids were a little younger? What was that like? Yeah. Well, at first, obviously they were clueless. Also, I love Liz's work. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. It's super cool. I really love it. But I think honestly, they've, they've, they've grown up with it. So they're, they're used to it. And my oldest child, Mason is like such a cheerleader slash manager. And they both are, you know, very creative. I think they both have an artistic side. I don't push it on them. You know, they're into football, you know, and things like that. But I just let them, you know, kind of explore um, their interests. But they both, like, I will ask both of them, both both Mason and Levon, like, hey, should I move this? Or like, what do you think of this? What color? So they they actually help me sometimes when I get stuck. And I think it's really cool. But yeah, they they really love it. Mason's really sweet. He's like, can I have that one? <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So they both have uh, some mom's artwork in their room. And yeah, it's. I think they're just kind of used to it. You know, they're not... I think, I think sometimes things that like end up looking a little bit phallic, they're like, Oh God, here she goes. again." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, sorry, yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm not doing anything like, you know, too like vulgar in your face. Like I, I, I can't imagine what that would be like for those moms, but I'm, I'm sure their kids just grow up like, Oh, this is what she does. <laughs> yeah. Well, for you as like, as your identity was being a mom and also like an artist who makes kind of weird art. Was that, was that kind of like awkward, I guess, was that, or did you feel it was like, whatever for you? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, cause there's these expectations that moms are, don't do weird things or, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, was that, yeah. that part actually was pretty easy for me to get over. I was kind of like, you know what? I was like, if I'm going to do this mom thing, I'm going to do it like on my own terms. You know, I just feel like as women and just like, I don't know, in our culture, it's just like, there's too many freaking rules and too many Mm -hmm. rules we put on each other. Sometimes as women, I was just like, nah, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to do me, you know, like I will, I will cook for you. Like I will take good care of you. You're going to be like, (laughs) you know, teach you how to be a good person, but like, I got to have some space that's like just mine, you know, otherwise I don't think I could be a a good mom. You know, I think, I think you gotta, you gotta do that stuff. And it's like, it is, it's a big part of my identity. So it's kind of like, eh, y'all going to have to just deal with this. (laughs) Yeah. You've had to like literally carve out time, like hours, you know, for yourself to do the art, because if you don't, you kind of go nutty or don't feel good. I do. I really do. It's definitely like a huge part of like my, my, my mental health. I, I, I like, I'm like a flower. I start like <laughs> wilting without my art. It's, just, yeah. it's so sad, Yeah, you know? And I mean, I take stuff like 
I'll take a sketchbook to football practice and things like that, or, or take it on a trip or things like that. So it's like, I'm, I'm always working and thinking about it. And yeah, if I don't have it, like I, I'll just wither away <laughs> into dust. Yeah. <laughs> so do you work on pieces simultaneously or do you um, focus on one? I do. That's a great question. I do. I work on them like a lot of times just according to, you know, some, some take longer than others. My, my drawings slash paintings, they just, they take a while. Usually the drawing part comes relatively quickly, but layering on the paint and texture that takes a little bit longer. And, you know, the collages, I I have to let things sit for a little bit. So I do work on multiple, sometimes depending on my mood, you know, sometimes it's like, I just want to sit here and I want to make like a bunch of little marks, you know, that's like, like, that's the therapy I'm into today. And then other times it's like, I want to play, you know, what am I going to do today? You know? And then sometimes I fail, you know, if I, I try to plan out my colors as much as possible, but when you apply color, that is, that can be tricky because it can get really Crayola cheesy pretty fast. So maybe another goal would be like to do like a color theory class. That would either be really good or really bad. I don't know. So, um, Uh-huh. It'll go crazy or it'll be good for me. I don't know. Just um, well, the word color theory is intimidating. It is. I know. I'm like, I'm going to the hills. I'm not, yeah, it I'm seems, not a technical person. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's weird because most artists use color intuitively, you know, and, and combined with some, you know, experience and education. But the word color theory, like that, you know, that phrase is so, it's super intimidating. It sounds so hoity-toity and like, oh God, I could never do this, you know? Like it might not be like, do it. yeah, I mean, it's scary. It, it sounds scary. It does. I just, I don't think I, I don't know. It, it seems like maybe good. I could probably just get a little color wheel, like at the paint store and call it a day. <laughs> All yeah. the color theory teachers out there are like, yeah. oh. Do you know who's a good, do you know who Mark Eanes is? Uh, I do not. E-A-N-E-S. He's okay. in, he's in Northern California and he, he's a super nice guy and he does, he's a great teacher, super patient. And I think he has a color theory workshop online. So it's oh, like, cool. yeah. Check that out. Especially if it's not intimidating. And I think yeah. that would be fun. It might, it might, you know, streamline my process a little bit, but. That's kind of what I'm hoping for, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, take what you want, leave the rest. That's the way it should always be, right? Seriously. Some of that stuff. Yeah. So true. So you're going to have to come and visit me in Santa Fe sometime. I would love that. I have family there. So um, oh, you do? I'm, I'm just going to show up at your doorstep. Yes. My, my brother-in-law <laughs> and his husband and their little daughter, my niece. So I, I love Santa Fe. Are you, are you digging it? <laughs> I love it. I totally love it. It's, you know, I, I was a little worried about the weather because it gets cold as shit here. It does. Oh my God, yeah. is it cold today? <laughs> it's cold today. Yeah, it's really cold. We've had some snow, but I love the weather. I, I really, I love everything about it. I really do. I mean, there's some things that are not so great, but it's a lot cheaper than California for sure. Like crazy cheaper, except for food. Food and restaurants are about the same, seems like. Oh, really? But there's no traffic. I mean, because, you know, I spent 20 years in LA, so almost anything is is better, you know, traffic-wise. But yeah, we really love it. Totally That's love it. That's awesome. Yeah, traffic is really bad here too. I, I hate that. Yeah. It's just a, such a colossal waste of time. <laughs> yeah. And it's really stressful. 
you know, mm-hmm. and like, like you don't even really think about it that much, but yeah, my husband hates traffic. Like it drives him nuts. I'm kind of immune. It doesn't bug me that much, but if you're trying to get somewhere, <laughs> obviously in a hurry, you know, it's super drag. Yeah. Austin's, sure. Austin's growing so much. They probably don't have enough like freeway system and highways and stuff built. You think that's, is that why, or it's just too many people? Yeah, I think it's that. And I mean, I think they missed the boat years ago on, you know, they could have done better, like with like light rail and things like that. I feel like in, in the States, we're just so behind on some of that, you know, I mean, we all know our population is going to increase on, on <laughs> planet. I just wish we would have planned for that better. You know, I took the bus for like years, but it's just like, it's not super helpful right now. But yeah, I mean, I'm fine with public transportation. I just wish it was a little bit better, but yeah. yeah. So, so you see yourself staying in Austin for like pretty much the rest till your kids are out of school. Is that what you're yeah, thinking? Yeah, till they're out of school. But you know, I have a little license plate that says Laura, New Mexico. Oh. <laughs> it's my manifestation. I would love to end Is up it? in Santa Fe. Huh? I just, I love the climate and the I don't know. I'm just drawn to it out there. So that's what I, I don't know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for that someday. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be great. And it's, you know what people don't realize they think it's hot here all the time because they think desert Santa Fe, like Adobe buildings and they're, you know, and it's like, no, we're 7,500 feet up or something like that. Yeah. It's nice. I I love that. I love that you can, you know, you can kind of get to the mountains and, you know, you can go, yeah, you can go like rafting and things like that in the summer. But yeah, I I like that. So many like hiking trails and I think it's a cool climate, you know, cause I like that it does get hot and then, and then it gets like, you get like legit cold. So yeah, super legit. It was like two degrees yesterday morning when we woke up, it's like, holy shit. And you can get hammered on like one glass of wine when you first get here. <laughs> yes. So we're definitely getting together in Santa Fe. I'll be a cheap date. <laughs> You know, it's like the first, you know, until you're used to the acclimated to the lack of oxygen, you know? That's so funny. You're like, whoa, I turned into a real lightweight here. Yeah. Well, when I was down, I went to New York. I took my daughter to New York um, a few months ago and we were, you know, down at sea level. And, you know, I was like, I felt like a super athlete, you know, it's like <laughs> totally like going upstairs without any, you know, just, you know, running around and just... Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing what that oxygen will do for you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I don't normally feel like a super athlete. So, <laughs> like, where is this energy coming from? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, this was great. I'm so glad to talk to you. And thanks for spending time with me. I really appreciate it. It was super fun. I, I enjoyed it very much. And I would love to, love to chat anytime. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. I'll see you soon. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. Your support means everything. If you'd like to learn more about the Artist Alliance community, send me a question or learn about other events or projects coming up, please visit my website at www.gentuff.gallery. See you next time. 